Holly. What? I got their microphone. Sweet. What do you want to do with it? Um. Oh, oh, I have an idea. I was going to say we should tell them about our show. Guys, come visit us at our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Two Marks and a Chick. It's a wrestling podcast. Hey, what are you, what are you guys doing? This is Phil. And this is Josh, and welcome to a special Tales from the Con edition of Nowhere, California. And you're probably asking yourself, what do we mean by Tales from the Con? Well, we just got back from the days of the Dead Horror Convention. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was the first uh, convention I ever attended. Same here, and wow. It, it was an insane... <laughs> it was a treat. It was a treat. I, uh... I, I enjoyed myself. I felt remarkably at home. Uh, <laughs> I know that, that may sound sad, but no, it it was very welcoming. It it was spectacular. Yeah, and um, for the next few weeks, we are going to be welcoming you guys into our experiences into it with these uh, special episodes of Tales from the Con. Uh, with our regular episodes, just give you a heads up, the first episode of May will be our official wrap-up of the con and our experiences and everything. We'll have our friends, uh, Doug and Monique here, in some capacity, give you their thoughts, too, because they were there with us. And after that, you'll be getting these special Tales from the Con episodes with, um, honestly, some very, very special guests. And uh, <clears throat> we can't stretch, uh, stress the word special any further because yeah. uh, all I can say is uh, please give us a listen you won't be disappointed yeah because for this first edition of Tales from the Con we're giving you a doozy we're giving you the legend herself from Elm Street Heather Landingcamp Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street the original Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. enjoy okay this is Nowhere California we are here with the legendary Heather Landingcamp Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street thank you so much for taking the time yes. to do this with us you're welcome uh, <laughs> How, how have you enjoyed the Days of the Dead Con so far? This is an incredible convention. You know, they, they move around from place to place, so I've never been here to the LA Convention Center. And I had my doubts, but it actually turned out to be a really super day for me. And um, it's kind of a little bit tighter than most of the spaces yeah. we're in. Yeah. But I like because it's everyone's, you know, crowding around. <laughs> yeah. and there's a lot more of an energy in the air because of it. That's great. That's cool. um, how many of the cons have you been to? Um, I, I imagine I've probably been to... 20 to 25 cons in my life. I've, I mean, it's been, we're about to celebrate the 30th anniversary, and in the beginning I only did maybe one every two or three years. Mm-hmm. Now I do about four or five a year. So I, I'm probably up to about 25, I bet. Oh, that is super. Um, and with the times you've been at the cons and everything, that kind of uh, spearheaded the documentary I Am Nancy. Right, so for years I'd go to these conventions, and I would have very few people lining up to see me. I mean, it was... It was wonderful because I would meet wonderful fans and people who the movie meant so much to, but I was always incredibly jealous of Robert. I mean, Robert had lines around the building. (laughs) He was a total rock star. (laughs) And I first noticed this um, at Monster Mania in in Pennsylvania. I went to several of those conventions. And um, and I was like, what the hell? You know, why Freddie Mania, not Nancy Mania? I mean, I'm the the hero of the movie. I mean, so many people. I know really care about her. Mm. I've mentioned on the podcast multiple times. To me, Nancy's up there with uh, Rigby from Aliens wow. yeah. and the heroines. The, well, that, the that, heroine, that's actually. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. The, the heroine, you know. <laughs> so, uh, in asking that question, I I got my sister-in-law to um, join me to make a documentary. And actually, the, the moment that we decided to really go ahead was I had called Wes Craven's office to... We were trying to go to an event 
that Wes was going to attend, and I, I just wanted to make sure that I had heard right that Wes was going to be there. Yeah. And in talking to his secretary, I said, you know, this is Heather Langenkamp. I'm wondering if I can leave a message for Wes. And they're like, Heather who? Oh, my God. Can you please spell your last name? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I just said, yeah. and I, so I hung up the phone, and I just went, you know, I am Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they... And my sister-in-law, you know, we're both just laughing. I mean, oh. we all, we have a huge, like, tongue-in-cheek. It's all about having a good sense of humor. Yes, absolutely. Right? You have to, but right? But she said, um, you should have told that secretary to turn around and look at that poster hanging on the wall behind him that says, Nightmare on Elm Street, and look at who's starring, and it sees Heather Langenkamp, and then say, that's how you spell her name. Yes. And uh, Sweet. so she ended up being the director and the editor of our movie. And um, I was the producer. So we went to about six conventions around the world and took um, video of our fans. We took a lot of video of Robert England in a wonderful interview that's on the um, documentary. And then, of course, we had an interview with Wes Craven. And, you know, it's a very touching story because we follow some fans who really told us about how the movie had almost saved their lives. Like, they had watched the movie at a point in time in their lives when they really were at the lowest of the low and injured one girl had been injured in a terrible accident where she lost her leg and other people you know had been bullied other people had you know divorce in their homes and for some reason there was Nightmare on Elm Street and they just took it to heart in a way that very few fans do and that's the fans that I feature in the film that's and, uh, awesome and they're just I mean they're so special to me and then Strangely, after I put the movie out, about a year later, my son got brain cancer. And I remember the first thing, the very first thing that came into my mind was one of the things the fans in the movie said, which is, you just have to face it, man. You just have to face yeah. it. And so I was getting on the plane to go get my son. who was so sick. And just the whole ride, I just heard Jude is her name in the film. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard her voice. And, and I said... I made this movie, it's so ironic that it came to comfort me in this really terrible moment of my own life. So, you know, I just love the movie so much because it helped me out in the end, you know, but it's very inspiring. You know, it's a really inspiring view of these wonderful people who just happen to be poor fanatics, you know, and tattooed all over their skin. All over, yeah. You know, just crazy people that actually get quite ignored and shunned by our society and it's yeah. it's a sad it's a sad fact of our country that some of these kids are just really broken and need, need some attention yeah. yeah yeah um with that being said and everything how do you um how do you feel about the legacy of nightmare and the like we were talking about with nancy being one of the top heroines and to me in cinematic history well i mean i, I just feel so uh, amazed that this movie has touched so many people and that Nancy's emerged as this incredibly iconic figure. Yeah. And it's kind of pathetic that, is, is Nancy the only character that's demonstrated these qualities in 30 years? I mean, I don't think so. No, There's all, plenty of really... I'm not going anymore. I just mm. done with that spot. Now I can <laughs> hang out with people I want to hang out with. That's the way um, you do it. <laughs> and this is a sad reality of my place. I don't drink coffee. When you do no conventions, eight, ten hours... I'm a victim. Just, that monster stuff is so bad yeah. for you, though. Stay away from the monsters, monster. No, monster's better than Red Bull. Red Bull all makes bad. you mad. Monster, management, dude. Like that one. I'm mad, management. I'm mad, manageably mad. 
Yes, there you go. <laughs> I like oh, that. Um, okay, let me go over what I just said. Um, so um, it's hard for so it's hard for me to understand. Is Nancy the, the only kick-ass character that's emerged in the last thirty years that people love so much? And you know, I do go to horror movies and I see other characters, but Nightmare on Elm Street just had something else. It wasn't just Nancy, but it was it was a simplicity. It was a real true just. Um, Belief yeah. in the power of dreams that Wes truly had, yeah. and he found a story that um, just brought it all together logically and fantastically yes. at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, it's very logical, but it was also just incredibly real. And there's very few movies now where they go into the supernatural where you can still go, oh, okay, we're in the supernatural. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But for that one, we were in a supernatural world, and you could just be just as scared and you never, exactly. never you were uh, immersed yeah. you were immersed but it was because dreams are supernatural our most supernatural part of our lives that we could totally identify with all the, all the kids oh, yeah. and the kids were innocent they were so innocent and to see that happen to them I think is why every kid in America or the world at some point in their lives identifies with Nancy exactly. Glenn Tina and Rod exactly yeah. you're Absolutely. one of those kids you're yes. one of them yeah. Uh, the next question, we've been asking this question a lot all day, um, and it's kind of a, I don't know if it'd be considered a hot-button issue, but it is kind of in the headlines a lot lately. How do you feel about, like, politicians and uh, people taking uh, movies to task, horror movies to task, for um, the violence that, unfortunately, breaks into society? I kind of have, I kind of have like, a split personality on this question. Yeah. Um, first of all, these movies are seen all over the world, and, and other cultures aren't nearly as violent as ours. Yes. Um, however, we need to really come to grips that we have a very violent culture. Mm-hmm. We, we, for example, in Germany, this movie's rated NC-17. Yeah. So while they're not going to censor it, they really have a very strong belief that letting young children watch these films is not healthy. And I think that we're we're fooling ourselves to think that a kid that's four or three or six years old can watch this kind of violence and not be and not be affected by it and that's the thing that bothers me is that it's you know I think that we should live in a culture that has everything available to us yeah but people just need to understand that you can't just do everything you can't eat as much pie as you want you can't like watch as many horror movies as a three year old you can't do everything without moderation yeah I mean just appropriateness yeah you know? exactly. and I don't, I, I don't think we have to be as violent a culture as we are. But at yeah. this rate, when I see, you know, what is this quote? Like most disgusting yeah. movies, the most horribly sadistic films yeah. ever made, yeah. and that's like their tagline. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be three-year-olds that see that. Yeah. I just don't think that that's going to help us become exactly. less violent. Yeah. Right. I remember when I went and saw House of Thousand Corpses in the theater, and I was <laughs> right at age and everything. Me and my friends were there, and I'm noticing parents. Walking to the back of the theater, pulling their like little kids. I'm telling you, like, theater should be allowed to say, you know, <laughs> you cannot take your kid inside this theater. Well, I mean, some guy told me he saw Evil Dead yesterday, and, and that he's just sitting there, just kind of watching it. And then the next person steps up and says, Oh my God, I know every horror movie, and I had to turn away. Yeah. So, oh, wow. You know, are we deadening ourselves to violence? Maybe that's what we're doing. We're just, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. maybe more violent. We're just deadened to yeah. it, and so that we accept it. Yeah. In our in our daily lives, when I go outside the U.S., it is not this violent anywhere, yeah. anywhere, yeah. anywhere, and it's 
really sad that we've allowed ourselves to tolerate the level of violence that we have. Yeah, definitely. Um, next question is kind of in the vein of one of our favorite movies to talk about on the podcast is New Nightmare. Oh, yes. <laughs> How the when Wes took it to the real world and everything, I thought, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I was like 13 when that movie came out, but I realized I was a movie junkie back then. Yeah. So it was just like, I gotta see this. What? How was it when Wes approached you with an idea for New Nightmare and what did you think of it? Well, he was trying to um, come up with an idea and I happened to just see him for lunch one day and he was telling me that he was working on it and um, we talked about a lot of things, you know, that we, we talked especially about the moment when you actually become certifiably nuts. Like, yeah. like there's a lot of crazy, not crazy, but just mentally ill people who are totally fine until something happens and then yeah, they're exactly. not anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the moment that I find really interesting, like when your brain can't turn back and it's just... And so I think when he was talking about the story and he, and he talks about Nancy when she's... She's really walking that fine line for trusting herself, like knowing that Freddy can't possibly exist, yeah. but then only trusting when she sees her son like really going through this, that he is here, he's with us. Yeah. And um, and that whole like questioning of reality that she goes through, I just thought was so interesting and, and very complicated. And having a son who is really in jeopardy and a husband that's in jeopardy. Those were the, those were the, the moments when I really realized, like, wow, I'm playing a woman for the first time. Yeah. Somebody's given me a role that's actually like a real woman rather than a girl. Because my whole career up to that point had been playing girls, yeah. very, very young women who, mm-hmm. you know, hadn't really evolved. Yeah. And I mean, it's actually like the best role I've ever had. That's awesome. Like we said, that's one of our favorite movies yes. to talk <laughs> yeah. any time about. Um, with the documentary coming to close, like you said earlier, the set you had here of DVDs. Okay, it's still recording. Just making sure. The set of DVDs are the last ones you're going to have out. You're going to try to get on Netflix and everything. And with your acting projects and producing projects, is there anything else you want to attempt in the entertainment world? Well, I mean, I, I really want to um, direct a legitimate, like, romantic comedy. Oh, <laughs> like something awesome. that's, like, like so yeah. totally different. That would be cool. Um, my partner, who, um, Arlene Marischal, who... Um, directed and edited I Am Nancy and she's an incredible writer and, and ha- she's had her you know screenplays be workshopped at Sundance and I mean she really found her voice too doing I Am Nancy but she realized like how much this was important to get stories out that yeah. are about important things to people and um, so she's been working very hard on this script and uh, it just if it's before I die, if we can put that out, I'd be so happy. That'd but, be awesome. Like right now, we just ran out of our um, DVDs today. So I made sure I, I had to a, buy one. Yeah, that's a really one. like Smart amazing. Move, so we had printed up a certain amount in yeah. thousands, and so now we're out. And now, the next week, just by coincidence, I'm, I'm meeting with a distributor to distribute it as a streaming. You know, oh, I've been waiting for it to pop awesome. up on Netflix. Because a lot of people want to stream things now. Yeah. On yeah. Or at home. And sending out DVDs to people, you know, it's just like such an old-fashioned way of doing it now, so I'm happy that we're going to move into this. So hopefully on Netflix or iTunes or, you know, a video on demand, maybe one of the stations will will distribute it. Yeah, definitely. And one of the other questions we've been posing to everybody today, uh, what is your favorite what-the-hell movie moment? Just one of those moments in a movie where you're just like, really, they're going there? (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that I haven't been... Like, I don't get to see movies that much, so I really only see, like, the A-plus movies yeah. if oh, I have yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, like, waste my time on a lot of the middle or, 
you know, yeah. lowly movies, though I would love to see them all, because mm-hmm. I'm a total movie buff like you are. <laughs> but um, I think actually, um, I was really pleasantly surprised by Paranormal Activity the other day, which yeah. I saw. Oh, really? Yeah. And I can't say that it was like a what-the-hell moment, but... Um, this the the way it opens was just that real casual like feeling, and that yeah. girl was such a good actor, oh, and yeah. the son and the, and the husband has that crazy camera like walking around the house, and I was like, this is the movie that I've heard about for so long. Yeah, That's so great, and then I got so hooked on her. I just felt that she was. She kind of had that natural quality that Nancy had, you know, just real yes. regular. Mm-hmm. She wasn't trying to be beautiful. She didn't wear lipstick. It was, like, so great because that's really so real, and I love that in films. And that was my what-the-hell moment recently. I'm like, what the uh, hell? They just made a movie like this, and yeah. they just did it, and yeah. she's not even wearing lipstick. I was like, hey. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you so much, Heather, for your time Thank with you. the podcast and everything. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Thank, Thank you for this you. honor. Thank you so much. Yeah, that happened, and that was our interview with the talented uh, actress herself, uh, Heather Langenkamp. Yeah, uh, and talking with her was such an incredible delight. Oh my gosh, it was an amazing 15 minutes. Yeah, you looked at your timers correctly. We were there with her for 15 minutes, and she was very, very, very gracious with her time. Yeah, very generous, and uh, like I said, uh, (laughs) just... uh, just absolutely wonderful. A wonderful thing. Um, we can't recommend her documentary enough, <clears throat> I yeah. Am Nancy. Go to IamNancy.net for all the information you could want to know about the documentary, what Heather's been up to, all the work she's done and everything, and just drop her on and just go, you're awesome. You're <laughs> yeah. awesome. i got to say, Josh, I I am extremely proud of you. Well, why are you proud? Well, uh, because well, we know we know the title of the game that we, we play, and you didn't drop the F bomb. Oh yeah, the what the yeah, F- 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 yeah. moving yeah, moments. Yeah, you said so what the what the heck moment. Yeah, sir, sir. yeah, give me a little bit more credit. My mom raised a gentleman. I was not going to swear in front of that lovely woman. You're right, and uh, honestly, lovely is really only one one of the many words for her. And you know what? That's the best way to end this. So, um, tune in next time for the next tales from the pond.